Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in a new series we began just last week. It's the Sermon on the Mount as we find it in Matthew's Gospel, comprising chapters 5, 6, and 7. Pastor Jim is going to hone in on verse 3 of chapter 5 this week. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those are the words introducing the first beatitude that Jesus taught from the top of a hill on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. What does Jesus mean by poor in spirit? Who are these people? Well, if you join us every day this week, you'll know the answer to that question, as well as in what specific way these people are blessed. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Come to God on His Terms. Well, come with me to um, Matthew chapter 5 as we continue in the Sermon on the Mount. And today, we are going to cover the whole thing, all of verse 3, from the beginning clear to the end of that entire verse. Uh, It is the first of the Beatitudes. And I'll warn you in advance, the Sermon on the Mount is full of the kind of spiritual material that many people find offensive. And I think the, the first two Beatitudes start the process with a very bold presentation of what Jesus says is absolutely essential for citizenship in his kingdom, the very basis of spiritual life. Well, you know that the Sermon on the Mount begins with this section that we call the Beatitudes. So a couple of preliminary issues. What is a Beatitude? Hardly anybody uses that word unless they're describing Matthew 5, 3 through 12. Well, um, the word Beatitude comes from the French word, which I think is pronounced Beatitude, not quite sure exactly how to do that perfectly, or the Latin something like beatitudo, which comes from the Latin word beatus, which means happy or blessed. That's how the English word came to be. It's imported from Latin. According to my 10-pound dictionary, beatitude means declaring perfect blessedness or happiness or a blessing. Now, it moves right away from that, and right from that, in an English dictionary, interestingly, to talking about the concept of beatification in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, and we're not talking about that. Uh, beatification is the, the process that the Roman Catholic Church goes through of declaring a dead person to be among the blessed in heaven. And then he or she is entitled to be venerated in the world. And usually, but not necessarily, that leads to (coughs) canonization, where that person then is uh, declared to be a saint, which is different from what the New Testament teaches, that we are all saints. We are all made holy 
uh, in Christ. And once a person is a saint, they believe that person can actually help answer prayers. So I just want to clarify, when we're talking about uh, the definition of a beatitude, we're not going there. That, that goes beyond what uh, the New Testament teaches. And you can understand, this is just to be a, a side comment in case you ever hear, one, hear someone um, uh, say this, or if perhaps you are in discussion with Roman Catholic friends or, or, or family members, that's one of the reasons why the Roman Catholic Church is accused of idolatry, because that uh, idea of beatification and canonization leads to worshiping something or someone in heaven other than God Himself. So I'm not saying that to do anything except to, to help you uh, understand these beatitudes are not to be taken in that sense. They're called the Beatitudes because Jesus began this sermon with this series of declarations that certain kinds of people are blessed. So, that leads to the second introductory matter. What does it mean to be blessed? Well, the, the Greek word is um, not beatitude. It is makarios or plural makarioi, which literally means happy or blissful or blessed is or blessed is a very uh, good word for it. Now, what does that mean? How would the people that this was written for understand that? Well, when this Greek word was used outside the Bible prior to the New Testament, both uh, Homer and Hesiod, classical Greek authors, they used this term to describe Greek gods as being blessed in themselves. In other words, this was intrinsic to what they believed was the nature of those gods. They were unaffected by the world of men, not subject to poverty or weakness or, or death. And from that pattern of the use of the word, we understand that when Jesus used it and when Matthew was inspired by the Spirit to use it in the written form of his book, this designates an inner state, an, an inward condition of being that is not the result of external circumstances. It's not subject to change produced by the vicissitudes of life or by outside forces. That's the way the word is used consistently through the New Testament. This is one of those uh, Greek words that uh, we who study and teach Greek uh, uh, appreciate because it's only translated one way. The only way that makarios, this Greek word, is ever translated in the 47 occurrences of it in the New America Standard Bible, it's always translated blessed. So, you're going to notice that every beatitude begins, blessed are, and that is significant. Um, it is meant to say, this is your condition now. Blessed are those who are this. This is this case, the case right now. You uh, who may be checking it out in Greek, you're going to look and you're going to say, well, there's no verb are there. No, there isn't. Literally in the Greek, it says, um, um, uh, blessed poor ones in spirit. Um, well, that's a literary device that you can do in Greek where it requires you 
if you're going to go into another language, to put the verb to be in there. Blessed are those who. Blessed the poor in spirit. This literary device says that you have to add that verb in, be, in between the two words. And it's emphasizing that Jesus is saying, this is a fact now for those who fit this description. This is not some blessing that you're going to get in the future. There's going to be more to it. You will see that in a few minutes. But Jesus pronounced people makariori or blessed. He means you have something only God can give, and it is your possession now. A couple of ways that this word is used in the Old Testament. The Old Testament wasn't written in Greek, but when the Old Testament was translated into Greek, you see that this concept of blessedness is intrinsic to God. Psalm 68, 35, blessed be God. Psalm 72, 18, Blessed be the Lord God, Psalm 119, verse 12. Blessed are you, O Lord. So blessed is a description of the very nature of God himself. And that same idea, it's portrayed in the New Testament. 1 Timothy 1.11 mentions the blessed God. And then in that same book, 1 Timothy 6.15, Paul calls Jesus the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So this comes from God. He is blessed by nature. And so we can be blessed by Him because of who He is. Here's a remarkable statement about this blessedness that we enjoy that comes from God. It's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, where Peter writes, For by these, and you can look to the first three verses and find out what that means, but that's not what we're getting at for this morning. For by these, He has granted to us His precious and magnificent promises. So it comes from Him. So that by them you may become partakers of... Of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And what Jesus is saying is, it's profound. Blessedness is inherent to God, but as His child, as His adopted child, redeemed by His Son, with His Spirit dwelling within you, You have received nothing less than what might be called a spiritual family resemblance to the character of your heavenly Father. Now, mind you, I'm I'm not saying anything like the false teaching of these days that says we become little gods or we are deified. That's blasphemous. That's wrong. And we're handing out to you. Um, the American Gospel Part 1 and American Gospel Part 2, and you'll have a very thorough explanation of that in Part 1 if you haven't already heard that. But Jesus was clear in pronouncing that believers receive from God something only He can give, and it helps us represent Him in character. Now, no one can claim that kind of blessedness apart from God. You can't achieve this. It has to be given to you. You cannot be a recipient of the blessedness of these beatitudes if you're not a partaker of the divine nature of the Son of God by means of redemption. 
That's what Peter was talking about. Now, Peter wasn't the only one that heard that. Paul declares essentially the exact same thing in slightly different words. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.